0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
1: Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hempresent. Our radio resident Hemposapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hempresent, about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak.
2: Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your Ph.D. and THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of Prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the whole plant, the plant and nothing but the plant. Join me. For a weekly reefer radio rebellion against Prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hempfest, in its 27th year, found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle HempFest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. My guest today is Seattle attorney and activist Danica Noble, who will be right with me. As someone who's been actively involved in the cannabis policy reform movement for in excess of the last 30 years, I can tell you that the process of dismantling almost a century of prohibition is infinitely as complex as we all imagine. It's like peeling off the layers of an onion which leaves you crying the entire time. Has anything in modern history been demonized quite the way cannabis has for the last decades? The character assassinations, the disinformation campaign at odds with the science, the damaging inaccurate racial and cultural associations, all had to be sufficient in extremity to justify the cost and brutality of the entire drug war. We were told that cannabis is highly addictive and that it is the gateway drug that leads to virtually all drug abuse. At one time smoking pot was even said to cause the spontaneous growth of breasts on men. And then there was the paraquat scare and chromosome damage and on and on. But the most nagging and prevailing misnomer is the stereotype of a pot smoker being a lazy slacker. A deadbeat stumble bum wandering aimlessly in a haze of detachment from any degree of responsibility or self-awareness. When in fact many people who actually use cannabis look at its effect on their lives as being just the opposite. Most cannabis users maintain responsible and productive lives and careers, and some believe that their use helps them to become more self-aware and perhaps detach from things in life that might not be worth attaching to in the first place. But right now, everything's changing because of the tireless work that local activists have been investing all over America for decades. All of the shoe leather and sweat equity cannabis reform activists have put in for countless decades is paying off. And there is more than one cannabis story now. There's a new alternative narrative, and it's being told across societies everywhere. There are truths being told that are in stark contrast to the lies that the government has dared to tell about cannabis. And people are taking those truths and running with them, people like my guest today. The Normal Women of Washington started in 2011 and has since had initiatives to reach out to seniors, has performed homeless outreach and has engaged women in politics advocating for inclusive policies and sensible evidence-based marijuana regulation. Normal of course stands for the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Danica Noble is the director of the Normal Women of Washington. She's a founding member of the Cannabis Law Section of the Washington State Bar Association. Danica is a graduate of Georgetown Law School where she founded the first law school chapter of students for sensible drug policy. In college, she was voted most likely to legalize marijuana, and she's a fellow bridge builder. Welcome, Danica, to him present.
0: Thanks very much for having me, Viv.
2: I was just voted the most likely to smoke marijuana, (laughs) which I don't (laughs) think should be a surprise by anybody that knows me. Uh, in a TEDx talk format, you spoke about the experience of watching a video of a mother having her three-week-old baby taken away because her husband had been growing some cannabis. Was that a defining moment for you in terms of wanting to get involved in the struggle to legalize?
0: It was. It, it was a defining moment uh, for getting me re-involved. Um, I had done some activism in college and law school. And... As a practicing lawyer, I had that on the back burner, I think, and I listened to this video a recording of Daisy Brahm and having the experience of hearing a SWAT team come in in the middle of the night and take her, you know, newborn nursing baby away, and it was over medical marijuana in a state, California, where that was legal. And I was devastated. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I, I essentially couldn't look away. I, I knew I had to do something, and that meant getting involved.
2: Tell us a little bit uh, more about what Normal Women of Washington do and what you guys are all about.
0: So Normal Women of Washington is a subchapter of Normal Washington. So we are some women who got together back in 2011, and, And just, it was my, it was what I decided to do to get involved. I I just decided to take a simple step, which was just host a meeting and did some outreach and and invited folks to show up and, and kind of a remarkable group did show up. And we just started meeting with each other once a month, exchanging our perspectives and our stories. And from there, we, took and build on each other's talents and passions and, and started really trying to make an impact in our, in our own community.
2: You know, you just spoke about watching that woman have a SWAT team show up at her house. Uh, I just interviewed John Inman in Florida, a medical marijuana patient, and he had this and he had tanks. Uh, they, they had a, a tank and armored carriers and SWAT teams and stuff. Do, do you know, Danica, today are people still losing custody of their children in places where recreational cannabis is legal? Do you know if that still it happens? Does still,
0: I think it does still happen, and we, we follow it at Normal Women, and we try to raise awareness about the issue when we, we hear about it. So uh, you talked about some heavy artillery coming in to bust someone over marijuana. It's ridiculous. Um, I think some of the the really disturbing stories are when activists are – are seemingly targeted. So I'm thinking about Lindsay Reinhardt from Idaho. She was, you know, an activist there uh, advocating for sensible marijuana policies. And her child was taken uh, by by CPS and, and held at the school. And I, I would also think of Shauna Banda. Uh, she had written a book about how marijuana had saved her life and then her child was taken away. And it just took years to, to get back. So these, these stories happen, uh, I think, Probably the most devastating uh, is the story of a a baby who was taken away because in Texas, her father admitted to smoking a marijuana joint while his daughter was asleep in bed. I don't know how many times, but he admitted to doing that. They took his child and put her in a privatized Child Protective Services, and that, that child ended up dead. That's Alex Hill. That was 2013. But a very similar story happened in Colorado post-legalization, Angel Lane, uh, 11-month-old baby taken uh, from her parents and and killed in foster care. So it does happen. It's a real issue.
2: And and these things are happening in places where cannabis is supposedly legal. You launched the Normal Women of Washington in November of last year, and Normal Women of Olympia will have launched, I believe, around the time this show will be airing. Uh, Tell us more about those operations.
0: So yes, Normal Women of Spokane, our first kind of non-Seattle-based chapter, started last November, and the impetus for that was one of our amazing members, Pam Dyer, uh, otherwise known as uh, the blogger for Butterfly Sessions, moved to Spokane, and we just wanted to stay in touch, and she wanted to find her community, and so in promoting a Normal Women meeting there she did what I did. She just hosted a meeting and this amazing, remarkable group of women showed up and they were just so happy to find each other that they decided they wanted to keep doing it. And so, yeah, they're in their fifth month and we have some other wonderful women down in Olympia, many of them who were driving up to the Seattle meeting once a month. And we've decided to embrace technology and, and try to figure out how we can uh, meet in, in all kinds of different places. So, Uh, We think Olympia is going to be an especially wonderful place to have a chapter because you have access to the Capitol and and things can move quickly, uh, legislation and hearings. And we'll have a group that we can mobilize very quickly uh, if we have an Olympia chapter that's successful.
2: Nice. So theoretically, you could there could be a chapter in every region in in the state. Absolutely. If if people are listening to this, think they might want to get involved, what would they want to do?
0: Oh, yeah. Contact us on our Facebook page, Normal Women of Washington, or you can contact us through Twitter. We're at NWA Washington, or you can shoot me an email, danica at normalwomenwa.com. And we will make sure that you have the invite to uh, dial up and we're going to use Zoom. We're going to try Zoom. And so you'll be able to, you know, interface with video uh, for the meeting.
2: My guest is Danica Noble. We're talking about normal women of Washington. It's come time for the first break, the first pause for the cause. Because there's flaws and laws. We'll be right back after word from our sponsors and advertisers. Time to roll out for the people that let
1: us present. Hang loose. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD.
0: Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A radio on Twitter.
2: Back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Back on Hemp Present with Danica Noble. Danica, we're spending close to four billion dollars annually in the war on cannabis here in America, and we've got as many as four million, four million children who currently have at least one parent in a jail or prison. It, it, I mean, it's a big subject, but in your opinion, what are some of the other costs of pot prohibition? I
0: think one of the cost of pot prohibition that has always stood out to me is just the drastic and demonstrably racist impact this war on drugs has had. Marijuana is its largest component. Uh, Michelle Alexander pointed out uh, that it's essentially the Jim Crow of of our time. And I can't wait till we can put that sentence in the past tense and and say it was the Jim Crow of of that time and that we've moved forward with evidence-based policies. But for now, marijuana law enforcement is still extremely disparate in its effect. So uh, one in three black American men born today is gonna spend some time in prison. And and the chances are it, it could be drug related. Uh, that's, that's one of the leading causes. So I think it's disruptive to communities. I think it is disruptive to society. And I think it's terrible for our families and communities.
2: We're in a very special time – and it feels anyway like we're in a special time in society with the I Can't Breathe, the Me Too, Never Again movements all coalescing. Is the cannabis industry forming, do you think, at a time that might offer more potential to level the playing field in terms of gender and racial equality? Do we have a unique chance to build a more representational industry and are you, are you hopeful that that could happen?
0: I am really hopeful that it can happen. I don't think it's going to happen on its own. I think it's going to take some hard work, but there's some evidence that, that this industry is going to form with a little more inclusion or uh, honest representation, like like you said. So I'm really pleased that Shaleen Title from the Minority Cannabis Business Association was on the panel that helped for the commission in, in Massachusetts, uh, the regulations that are going to go into effect there. And so I think, for example, this week, uh, you can get a priority on your licensing if you can show uh, that you have are, are from a kind of an economic disadvantaged group. Uh, and that's similar to some of the equity building policies that you might see in California, like Oakland. Uh, you can't use race as and kind of an overt, explicit uh, reason to give someone a license or not, but you can use proxies that can help make sure that the folks that get these valuable licenses as this in, as this industry really starts to develop goes to folks who have been disadvantaged and specifically disadvantaged by the drug war. So uh, I mentioned Oakland. Uh, in Oakland, you, if you spent some time in an Oakland prison, if you were arrested in Oakland for marijuana or drugs, or if you were in a heavily policed community, that gave you some advantage in in the licensing. So I I love those types of equity, and I appreciate seeing it. I appreciate people putting in the work and and making sure that this stays a really important part of the formation stage, which is, I think, where we're at in, in most states
2: you have spoken about cannabis reform supporting fairness equality social justice and equal opportunity um, but we also have this huge you know these huge established industries looking at cannabis as well kind of kind of waiting i think for the moment to swoop in and kind of consolidate are you concerned at all that that some of the best hopes and aspirations of the cannabis culture might get kind of consumed in all of that
0: I do think the pressures that you find in other markets and where there is big money, or where people think there is big money, are are strong, and so that gets back to that point of of the people showing up and doing the work, and and that's one thing that I look forward to. Honestly, at HentFest every year, to go there, to hear all the people who are doing the work, their ideas, their thoughts. I, I believe that they, that these amazing activists are going to be able to bring about a more just and equitable future. But I think it's really important to have these conversations all the time. And, and I am impressed, and and maybe I shouldn't be impressed. Maybe I should just expect when publications or conferences... Include social justice, uh, either booths or speakers or in yeah. their programs. And it is kind of, like happening encourage all, that.
2: It's kind of happening already, um, which really raised me into uh, the next question, which is, can tell us a little bit about the corporate responsibility initiative that you've launched?
0: Yeah, so sometimes normal women get asked to attend uh, a conference. So when we were invited to recently to a B2B kind of a conference, which was really businesses aimed at talking to other businesses, we thought what's, what's our role here. And, and one of the things we thought that we might do is try to get a snapshot, not to persuade anybody or, or take any tactics at this point, but just try to get a snapshot of what these companies uh, either directly marijuana or ancillary to marijuana are doing in terms of social justice, social responsibility, corporate responsibility. So we, we developed kind of a survey, we talked to a lot of folks, and we thought no matter what the answers are, it's it's good to even ask. I think social science research suggests that if you can even get people thinking about it, you've already done some of the lowest hanging fruit there. So as we would talk to people, somebody would say, oh gosh, I've never thought about that or nobody's ever asked me that before. And we thought to ourselves every time, well, then we're, we're moving this ball forward a little bit. We'd like to advance that initiative, find out more, and and see where we can keep moving the ball forward.
2: You had a piece published in Wired talking about uh, Catherine Archuleta, I think it is, the executive director of the Office of Personnel Management, sending a notice to the heads of every federal agency announcing a policy under which any federal employee who uses cannabis or even possesses it for a sick child off duty is, quote, not suited to work for the federal government. Uh, the policy remaining in place even if the employee resides in a state where cannabis use is legal. Do you know, is that still the position of the federal government when it comes to their employees?
0: Yeah, that executive order has not been rescinded. So that is still the current, currently in effect. And I think it's kind of a disturbing position to take. My point in the article was, while she was taking time out to kind of fish that out and, and, and resend it to all the agencies, her office, the office of personal management was under this gigantic data breach where the, uh, information of all kinds of federal employees were stolen, and I was just suggesting that uh, it might have been better use of her resources to focus on getting the right people in the job to make sure she could secure all the employees' information rather than worrying about whether someone is treating their sick child with marijuana in a legal state.
2: Um, well, yes, this whole administration could, could spend a little time getting some people in there. Um, <laughs> Uh, anything else exciting going on with normal uh, while well, I still have you? We only got uh, a couple minutes left.
0: Well, we are, normal women anyway, are Are looking to expand. So if you are wondering who your tribe is and you're wondering if if normal women is is something that you can want to get involved with, I'm just here to tell you it's as easy as find a place, host a meeting, meet your people, and I'm happy to help anyone get there.
2: And, and that's for, and that's not just for people who already feel comfortable with the culture and know everything about cannabis, right? That's that's also for people that just want to learn and and get involved, get hooked up.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. anybody with any kind of background, uh, we we welcome your perspective, uh, whatever it is, and and we look forward to uh, embracing you and giving you information. I think normal. Women, at least, thinks a lot about normalization, challenging those stereotypes that you mentioned earlier about who is a marijuana user, who supports marijuana law reform. And my experience has been it is a bunch of incredible, amazing, professional women.
2: (laughs) I agree with that. And you are certainly one of them. Uh, You know, I've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time. I know this, this is a great time and it's an amazing culture and we're in an amazing region. Uh, And sometimes I wake up and I pinch myself. Is this all real still really happening? Uh, Danica Noble from Normal Women of Washington. And that is uh, normal N-O-R-M-L dash women dash wa normal dash women dot wa dot com. Thank you so much for being on him present and I'll be seeing you around.
0: It's been a great pleasure, Viv. Thanks so much for having me.
2: My pleasure. Hempy Trails. I'm talking to Danica Noble from Normal Women of Washington. We are going to take our second pause for the cause. Hear a word from our sponsors, advertisers. Come right back for our last
1: question. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back.
2: Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. But a game for your phone gonna make you say wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds and they board Put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong, Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, That's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops,
1: you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
0: Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way.
1: We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis hey, Radio. Back on now, on now Cannabis back to Radio our headstrong,
2: Danica, nearly 80% of Americans use Facebook and 400 new users sign up every minute. You have written how Facebook is the new town square and that in social justice movements, social media is an essential organization and dissemination tool. What kind of obstacles do you think that social justice groups face when using social media?
0: Loads of folks who talk about marijuana or advocate for marijuana law reform are among people who are censored by the social media giants. And it's it's a real problem. You can have a whole identity shut down all at once, and, and those can take a long time to build, and then they're just gone. And one of the real problems is there's, there's no appeal. So maybe a social media company wants to shut down somebody selling, you know, toxic sludge, um, but when they shut down somebody who is using their First Amendment right, uh, who is trying to be a, a responsible citizen to stand up when the government gets goes too far. Uh, those those systems are automated sometimes, and and just with keywords, you can have events or updates or even entire profiles shut down. and And I think it's a it's a terrible detriment to, to organizing. Uh, on the, On the plus side, I saw an article just today that Facebook, who is facing all kinds of criticism right now, has said they may just allow for some sort of appeal. So I think that would be a modest improvement because I do think reaching out and organizing is critical.
2: Well, Danica Noble, I want to give it out again, normalwomenofwa.com. That's normal-women-wa.com. Thank you so much for being on Hempersin. I could talk to you for hours, but I don't have that much time.
0: It's been a pleasure, Viv. Thank you.
2: All right. Hempy Trails. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of Hempersin on cannabisreader.com, and that's the quote of the week, and here it is. Our current tax code puts thousands of legal marijuana businesses throughout Colorado at a disadvantage by treating them differently than other businesses across the state. Coloradans made their voices heard in 2012 when they legalized marijuana, and it's time for the federal government to allow Colorado businesses to compete. That's U.S. Senator Cory Gardner. That concludes this installment of Hambrison on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, talk it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The 100 End theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush, sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I am out. Marijuana